Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Like I said, we'll take phone calls with Mike Anthony next hour about the other side. His book is called Love Dad. He's also got another one called Life at Hamilton about his life as a bartender. They both came out around the same time, didn't they, Mike? Yeah, just a couple of months apart. Well, good for you. Good working. Okay, let's get back to the medium. And she's doing her thing. And you're starting to get convinced that she might be the real deal, right? Yes, she's coming up with information that I could not see any quote-unquote normal way for her to get. Very specific things that are not, not published anywhere on the Internet or in, in an obituary, um, highly, some of them highly personal. And, and by the end of it, uh, you know, we're all convinced. I'm there with my mom and my sister and brother-in-law. We're, we're sobbing at this because it seems to us in the moment like somehow my dead father is talking to this woman giving her these pieces of information now if if you're a charlatan right if you're if you're just a, a snake oil saleswoman uh you know when to uh, end the show and leave right you know when you've had a successful right. uh, um uh, uh, heist I guess it would be, you know, a, a successful fooling of these, uh, you know, duping of these people. Scam, a scam, right? A scam, yes, and you leave uh, while you're ahead. You know, there's no reason to press your luck because all of these crying fools here in front of you are going to leave here and tell everybody they know about the amazing night they had with the medium, and you're going to get a ton of work out of this, right? But instead of doing that... She, she's wrapping up to leave. It, it lasted for about an hour and a half. And um, apropos of nothing, she, she was in the middle of, of saying something else, and she stopped, and then she looked right at me and said, your, your dad uh, wants to talk about your hair. Oh, and I, that did it for you. That did, I mean, it was like someone had punched me in the gut. I, it, like, it literally took my breath away for a moment. You know, I, I couldn't breathe for a second. And, and my mom and sister are saying, you know, what, what? Because I hadn't told them either. Nobody I, I knew. Told, you were the only one who knew this. The only one on the planet. So uh, in, in that moment... I, I, I mean, I felt like I was floating, you know, it's like one of those moments in your life, and I, I've now had several of them, uh, but it was the first, I think, real one in my life where you touch something mystical, for, for lack of a better word, you know, you spend your life living in our daily reality, and, and then every now and again, for some people, something can crack that reality, and it feels like you're getting this peak to a larger um, a larger truth. And that's what it felt like in that moment that I had been let in on this secret, uh, this, this part of the universe that I, that, that uh, most people are not aware is there, at least most people in America. Uh, so, so for the, for the next few days, I mean, I was just totally over the moon about this, but, but of course, um, you know, there, there's something called cognitive dissonance, which is a pretty well-known uh, um, thing that happens. It's a psychological uh, aspect of, the, of how the brain functions. And there's something called retrocognitive dissonance as well. And cognitive dissonance just means that, you know, the brain is very good at dismissing information, right? If, if information comes in that somehow threatens uh, the, 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 the brain's sense of um, of of itself or of ego or whatever, the brain is very good at dismissing information as though it never even heard the information. 
Um, and it can work in a retro sort of a way, too. So you can have something happen in the moment. And in the moment, I was sure something, uh, quote-unquote, paranormal was going on. But days later, then I start thinking, well, what about this? What about that? You know, and at one point, as ridiculous as this sounds, I'm thinking, okay, what if she hired some private detective? You know, maybe she's got like an ex- CIA agent, maybe she's got like an ex, you know, 007 guy on her staff who goes to people's houses who have called up to have a reading Mm -hmm. and they sit in the woods with high tech listening equipment. You know, maybe this person was out there in the woods and heard me ask my dad to mention my hair. As ridiculous as that. Oh, you were really scraping on that. Completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my brain just was, was not letting me have it, you know, uh, which which is just a, a, an aspect, I guess, of how my, my brain works. But um, And then I started telling people about what happened, and I found that it was bringing comfort. You know, for instance, I had people in my life who, who lost someone over the course of the following year, and I would tell them that story, and, and it, was, it was helping them, and it was bringing hope. And once I started telling other people about it, I then felt this really uh, deep sense of responsibility to be sure that I was telling them the absolute truth. Um, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to be offering false hope. You know, I, I wanted to be sure that what I was saying was, root, was grounded in reality. And I wanted to be certain that I, I, I experienced what I thought I did. So uh, the bottom line is about a year later, I called that medium back, and I, I basically said, listen, um, you know, I, I need to know that what you did uh, really is what you said it is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to make a documentary where I uh, sit you down in front of a camera, and then I walk complete strangers in and have you give readings for them so that I will know there's no way you could have done any Googling. You'll have had no time to use your fancy uh, private detective to follow anybody. Uh, You'll either be able to do this or you won't on camera. And she immediately said, sure, I'll do that. And, and then that's what happened. I started to make this documentary. Uh, by this point now, I've, I've done maybe 20 readings with her. In the book, I detail 10 of the readings that we did. And time and again, I was watching her come up with information, specific information, that, that there's just no way she, she, she should have been able to know. And, um, you know, to me, the, the data seemed clear. It seemed clear to me that something genuine was happening that science does not yet have a handle on. She was somehow getting information in a way that mainstream materialist science does not currently allow for. Some scientists, of course, think this is it. You die, you're done. Yeah, yeah, most do. I mean, most mainstream scientists, that's what they believe, and that's what I'd always been taught. You know, and, and, and the thing is that a lot of the people who say this stuff are really bright people, right? Very smart people, much smarter than me. I, I, I'm a guy of average intelligence and average IQ, people much brighter than I am, uh, who have spent their lives investigating how nature works uh, in all of its facets, tell me that there is no possibility of life after death. They tell me there's no way this woman could be getting information from dead people because there's no such thing as survival of death. Um, and, and that really bugged me, you know, because what I was seeing seemed so clear to me that, that, that I couldn't understand. I'm like, what am I missing here? I must be missing something. According to scientists who are my heroes, people that I, 
that I that I look up to. Uh, according to them, I have to be missing something. What is it? Um, it, it but but then. I started to do more research, uh, wondering if, by any chance, uh, scientists had given this a fair shake at any point and, and, and investigated mediumship. And very surprised to discover that for over 100 years, scientists have been investigating mediumship, and, and not just any scientists. Some, some scientists of renown, uh, one guy that's often brought up is a guy named William James, uh, who is considered widely to be the father of American psychology. He, he founded the uh, Department of Psychology at Harvard University, wow. uh, you know, no less than Harvard. And this guy spent decades studying mediumship, particularly a woman named Lenora Piper in New Hampshire. And um, to him, it was unequivocal. What this woman was doing was, was, was genuine, A, and B, it was something that we cannot yet explain. But there was no question about this. She, there's all obviously a question of whether or not this is actually dead people communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an open question. But to him, there was no question about whether or not something paranormal was going on. Um, to him, there definitely was. She was coming up with information that uh, science says she should not have been able to have access to. Uh, and not only William James, there were many scientists. You know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know about the Society for Psychical Research yep. that oh, yeah. in England, and then, of course, the Sister Society here in America that William James headed up, the American Society for Psychical Research. So, you know, some, some of these guys were, were Nobel Prize winners uh, who were investigating this stuff. And, and to them, the conclusions were, were, were very clear uh, that in some cases this is a genuine phenomenon. The late uh, escape artist Harry Houdini was obsessed with mediumship. Yes. He wanted to find a medium to communicate with his mother. Right. I'm not sure he ever did, but he was obsessed with trying to see the frauds and trying to catch them. Yeah, and, and Houdini is, is one of the main reasons that if you are a scientist today at a major university and you, you say that you want to investigate mediumship, you are putting your career in danger. Um, now, Houdini, that's not to say that he did not unmask a lot of frauds. He did. Uh, mediumship, the history of mediumship is fraught with people who have, who have been uh, uh, lying to us and, and some people making a, a good money doing it. Um, and, and Houdini, uh, you know, to his credit, did unmask a lot of those people. However, um, there, there, for instance, there's a woman named Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie Crandon, who was a medium in Boston. Now, her husband was a uh, well-known surgeon, uh, highly successful. Um, For them to to be lying about this stuff, it just makes no logical sense. They had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Nothing to gain. Nothing. Um, And Marjorie was such a phenomenal medium, a physical medium, which is something different that we can get into, uh, different than mental mediumship. But she was so phenomenal that the, the Scientific America, the, the uh, magazine, right, which is a highly respected magazine, they had, they had decided uh, when mediumship had become a big thing back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, everyone was holding seances, and uh, you know a lot of reports were coming out of these seances saying that these paranormal things were happening, and Scientific America decided to look into it, and they held a contest that if anyone could prove, similar to Bob Bigelow's contest that's happening right now, yeah. uh, if, if anyone could prove, um, 
that there was something paranormal happening, they would give them, I think it was maybe $5,000 or something like that, which was a lot of money at that time. And uh, Marjorie was the only one who had convinced most of the people on the board, uh, and they were prepared to give her the prize. That, that's how incredible. And they sat with her hundreds of times, by the way. They had hundreds of sittings with her. And, and phenomena were occurring that were spectacular in nature that could not be explained away. Houdini was just not having it. Um, and he, he, what he ended up doing is he, held, he had a show, uh, basically a stage show, that he made good money on, where he debunked what these mediums were doing, particularly Marjorie. But what he would do is debunk the stuff he could figure out an explanation for and completely dismiss, completely leave out the things he could not explain. Uh, for instance, in, in, in one of these cases, they had this microphone, a highly sensitive microphone that was inside a soundproof box. Okay? They had an amplifier in another room in the house. The only way to get any sound to come out of that amplifier was to speak into the microphone that was inside the soundproof box. Now, Marjorie had a uh, supposed spirit person who spoke in uh, what's called independent voice. Okay, so he could speak, not through Marjorie. He could make his voice come from midair, basically. And they asked this, uh, his name was Walter, and they asked Walter to speak into the microphone so that his voice would come out of the amplifier in the other room. And Walter did it. Walter did it time and again. And there was no explaining that. There was just no way to explain it. And so Houdini entirely left it out of his, uh, quote-unquote, debunking. So... That's a complicated aspect to all of this, that, that there has definitely been fraud. There's no question about that. Um, but that does not mean that because there's been fraud, that all of it is fraud. Obviously, it does not mean that. But, but Houdini's work um, so infiltrated the zeitgeist, so infiltrated our, our culture and our subconscious, that the, that to study anything paranormal, I mean, that paranormal became like a dirty word in academia, it right? Did. It's, it it's, did. it's a word that denotes silliness, right? You're not a serious scientist if you really want to look into mediumship or, or clairvoyance or um, remote viewing, even though, of course, the United States government has spent millions. They had their own program going. Their own program and used it operationally. Uh, you know, the CIA has used remote viewing in various operations. So um, there, there's just a lot more to all of this than I was aware of. When I started to, to do the research, I was just really surprised at how much evidence is out there. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.